Brilliant. It's Carl here from Games Brains of Banging Life, and I'm here with Simon of Cult Burial. Self-described as the old-school death metal band from London, but there's a lot more to them than that. We'll get a bit more into that. Simon, how have you been holding up throughout 2020, the year of COVID? Uh, it's been all right. It's been okay. Um, yeah, I mean, we made an album in the mm. whole in the whole time. The band didn't exist at the start of 2020, so um, yeah, musically speaking, it's been pretty um, pretty productive, I guess. And yeah, it's been okay. It's been you know, it's been worse years. <laughs> okay, that's 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 good. Has it been easy for yourself, like mentally, to stay in a positive mind frame, considering the restrictions and the when it comes to the band side of things, obviously, even though it's a fairly new band, anything you could do potentially like going out and playing live just got, you know, it wasn't there. Uh, yeah, it's okay. I mean, I, I, I mean, I've been like other bands before. I never particularly enjoyed playing live in bands anyway. I kind of, I like more uh, like writing stuff and recording stuff and um, uh, the production side of things. Mm. Uh, like, you know, mixing and that kind of thing. I'm sort of more into them than playing live. I used to like, practicing all that kind of stuff right up until the point where you have to like play a gig and I'd hate it. Oh, fair enough. Um, yeah. And uh, so from that point of view, it's okay. And I quite like uh, having lots of time to do other stuff. So uh, for me, it's not been the worst thing, to be honest. It's a bit annoying to not be able to go to certain places and that kind of thing. But, you know, again, it's a bit of a first world problem. And, uh, you know, it's temporary and it just means, uh, you know, I've got more time to do other stuff. So all in all, not too bad. Mm. As you already said, obviously, Cult Burial, uh, a very new entity with what is quite an immense output quite quickly. An EP earlier at the start of the year, the album a few weeks ago. Is this all thanks to this amount of downtime <laughs> that you've had? Um, no, not really. I don't, I mean, kind of, I guess, to a certain extent, because at the weekends you go, well, what am I going to do? You know, I'm mm. going to go write some songs. Um, so, yeah, so I guess to a certain extent, having a, not too much other stuff to do has been been helpful sort of creatively and artistically, I suppose. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's just been, you know, it's nothing particularly like linked to, to COVID. It's not like, you know, some sort of, uh, out, you know, uh, outpouring of rage as a result of, uh, you know, the sort of virus flying around and that kind of stuff. It, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, certainly having more time allowed me to sit and spend more time uh, writing songs and coming up with riffs and, you know, mixing tracks and, remixing tracks and doing it seven, eight, nine times over. So yeah, that's been, it's been pretty beneficial. You sound like you've got a bit of a workaholic head when it comes to making music. <laughs> no, it's, I just, I like sitting and pottering and um, sitting in front of uh, recording software and just trying things and coming up with new things and, uh, you know, messing around with software and that kind of stuff. I'm a bit geeky when it comes to like audio engineering and that sort of thing. So, um, so I mean, uh, yeah, from that side of things, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Is, is that part of um, possibly like your day job? Do you do anything in regards to music, sound engineering and stuff like that? No, 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 nothing, nothing at all. But uh, I, I do it at home. I mean, the, the whole album was mixed, mixed um, in my spare bedroom. Hmm. Um, and uh, I, I didn't do the mastering. A guy called Chris Colt did the mastering. He's a very good audio engineer in his own right. And, uh, but the, yeah, I mean, the mixing was all done at home, you know, recording all the guitars, uh, drums and the bass and that kind of stuff was all done. Um, some of it actually was done just on a laptop with like a tiny little sound card uh, in the middle of nowhere. So um, oh. yeah, it's been you know it's been quite a DIY approach to the whole to the whole thing, really. And what about um, your sort of skills? Are you kind of self-taught? Do you self-taught? Uh, yeah, completely. Um, 
yeah, on, on everything, um, which is why I'm not that good. Uh, <laughs> 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 it, takes me, it takes me forever to come up with uh, stuff or like, you know, lead bits and those kind of thing, come up with weird and wonderful stuff that just doesn't work. Um, so songs either kind of happen kind of like quite straight away and kind of immediately or they just don't happen. Uh, um, so yeah, I know, you know, metal wise people tend to be pretty, um, pretty technically minded and I'm not unfortunately. So, uh, so yeah, self-taught and I never don't think I even taught myself that well to be honest, but uh, I don't know much music theory and that kind of thing. Like I know some basic notes and I can play some chords and I know what sounds good with that. But other than that, um, yeah, that's where it stops. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, for those who don't know as well, though, well, how, considering all of that, why and how did you get involved with Cesar for the lyrics and the vocals? So, um, I mean, he's just uh, a guy we just sort of got in contact with about hmm. the project. And, you know, obviously, I had some tracks and I was looking for a vocalist and I heard this guy and I was like, yeah, man, he's got like, he's got some nasty stuff going on in his voice. Um, and you know the, the the guy's vocals are just absolutely brutal, um, and he was happy to be involved in the project. So you know it's like I said, you know it's a it's a studio project. There's no there's no live playing, uh, so it works pretty well with the kind of you know the magic of uh, you know all the kind of recording software and stuff we can mm. have in our home these days. So yeah, he like he liked the project. He liked the stuff. Uh, we sort of talked about the you know the sort of lyrical sort of direction and the um vocal kind of direction and it just sort of seemed to work quite well okay that's cool that's cool and obviously like you said you know while covid didn't inspire it most of it was written during the covid times the album i mean the self-titled album um what about the whole situation then in regards to what i guess helped inspire your writing what was you what were you focusing on uh so i've never really I've never been in a metal band before. I've never hmm. made metal music. Um, the kind of the band was kind of inspired by a particular guitar that, and it sounds funny, but it's not a joke. I, I sort of drunkenly bought it without realizing. And um, awesome. well, yeah, I guess. And uh, it sort of turned up and I bought this guitar to this guy because it was, uh, it's an aluminium guitar and it has an aluminium neck and it has a certain sound and like it's really hard to buy a new one because the wait list is like two and a half years for oh, wow. this guy was selling one i was like oh mate i'll take it and i found him on this facebook group and i was like yeah i'll, I'll buy that guitar hmm. thinking the regular guitar and then it turned up and i was like shit it's a baritone and uh, <laughs> which means it's got like you know it's like a couple of inches longer than the neck and it's made for like drop tuning so it's naturally tuned to hmm. three steps below a regular guitar and I was like, oh, like, damn, I didn't even think to ask that. <laughs> this guy just like sent me this guitar. So, um, and I was like, well, you know, I've always wanted to make some heavy music. I like heavy music. So let, let's go, you know, record some heavy songs. And uh, I think just because, you know, it's such a, a new thing, lots of, lots and lots of tracks and ideas came out pretty, pretty quickly. But yeah, it's all because of the, um, it's all because of one Friday night hitting the booze too hard and agreeing to buy this guy's guitar without really doing any kind of digging as to what it was. I just saw the picture. I was like, yeah, I want it. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's why Carl exists, I think. That is, that is an amazing story. You know, you hear so many and uh, a lot of the sort of standard playbooks. Oh, I want to play it this way. I want to do it this way. I looked at the window and I got mad at political figures and so on. This is why I started a band. But that one is a brand new one. <laughs> I, just, I was just pissed and accidentally bought it. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, damn, I need to justify it to myself now. <laughs> <laughs> 
and my uh, my my missus was like, "What's that thing that's just arrived?" And I was like, "Ah, oh, damn, I'm gonna have to make this work." So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's worked though. As of the time of recording, we're almost what three weeks now. Yeah, yeah, tomorrow three weeks since the release of the self-titled album. How have you found the reaction to it so overall? It's been pretty amazing. I've got to be honest. Um, it's been it's been quite surprising. It's been you know pretty successful, and and people have been very kind to say uh, say nice things about the about the tracks and. Um, you know everything from just the the, the sound of the, the heaviness of the record to the to the vocals to the you know the guitar parts the the whole sort of composition of it um and the thing that's really been called cool is you know there's people have kind of recognized there's a lot of kind of variety in, mm. in the record for what is i guess you know considered to be quite an extreme uh record or quite you know musically quite extreme so that's been nice. It's been nice seeing people posting about it. You know, there's loads of stuff going on on Instagram, people posting copies of their vinyl, people talking about it. You know, you guys have, you know, reviewed it and, you know, come back and said some really great things. So obviously, it's, you know, it's nice to read. You know, we've only had good reviews. There's not even been an average one so far. So it's been, um, yeah, it's been amazing. It's been really, uh, it's been really, been really, really cool and, and certainly kind of, uh, you know, gives you kind of inspiration and desire to go on and, you know, keep making, uh, keep making more records. Oh, great. And uh, did you uh, consider or did you get, even get the opportunity to work with a label on it? Or were you very much in a DIY mindset? It was very much in a DIY mindset. I mean, to answer your question, there was never an opportunity to mm. um, speak to any, any labels. I've been on labels before in other bands and I never particularly enjoyed it. I always kind of found it a bit of a, I don't know, I guess I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of labels out there and possibly not that many good ones. Mm. And, uh you know the, the ones that are not that great don't really kind of bring a lot you know to to the kind of uh to the process of kind of releasing and, and making and like promoting a record so i kind of wanted to do it all by myself and I, I quite like doing it by myself because then you know if it you know if it goes badly you've only kind of got yourself really to yeah. you know to kind of pull back on and i sort of that kind of works for me so yeah i mean there was no chance to work with the label that was fine i mean the whole the whole record was, you know, say recorded uh, and completed before it was sent to anybody whatsoever. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been pretty cool to, to do it all, all DIY and, you know, everything from, you know, we work with a PR guy who's been fantastic, you know, he's yeah. helped us get some, uh, you know, get some like opportunities to get some, you know, reviews and some press and that kind of stuff. Mm. So that's been cool. But I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, the rest of it, it was very much intended to be a DIY project. Oh, okay. And we've already talked a little bit about uh, the, diff the um, variety in it, because the record is, at, at its core, the label Old School Death Metal, but there's obviously more to it. You get a bit of doom, a bit of black. If you really dig around, you find a bit of progressive bit here and so on. Is it because it's a sum of your own personal influences? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, it's just, I like, I like uh, you know, all sorts of, of stuff. I wouldn't say, like, you know, historically, I'm like a massive, massive, metalhead or yep. like a big kind of metal fan um and i've liked all sort of quite different diverse types of, of music and um that's obviously sort of crept into you know into those kind of songs mm. uh, but i mean i've got to admit for the last year i've listened to nothing but savage savage metal which <laughs> <laughs> you know the heavier the better um but that's only a result of kind of making this record you know before then i wasn't particularly you know doing you know listening exclusively to that kind of music but you know, since I've been doing so, you know, I've been listening to some amazing stuff that's out there, and that's some real sort of mind-blowingly good albums. Mm. 
Um, and it's a great year, right, for records. It seems there's so many good heavy Incredible records. Incredible year, yeah. Amazing. I mean, so many great bands that I've sort of discovered that, you know, didn't know existed or, you know, come out with these sort of great records. So, you know, it's from, from that point, you know, just from my own kind of um, point of view of like, you know, finding, I love finding new bands. I love finding stuff I haven't listened to. I love being blown away by a record and, and an album. So, you know, for me, it's been a great personal trip as well, just to discover kind of, you know, all these other cool bands that are out there. So, yeah, there's been, yeah. That's been cool. Yeah, and considering, as I said, there's these sneaky little bits that uh, are above and beyond the old school death metal, and it's got quite a positive response from people who have either reviewed it or have mentioned it when they've heard it. Does that uh, kind of, when going forward in the future, mean you would consider spreading your wings in that regard? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think, uh, yeah, perhaps. I don't know. Maybe we'll turn them all into like, you know, 12 minute sort of. <laughs> Maybe there'll be like Opeth deliverance. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought of Opeth. I was like, yeah, but this is what we're going to get. <laughs> exactly. Or uh, what's it? Blood Incantation I was listening to the other day. And, you know, these sort of might, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it would be like drum and bass drops or something in the middle of the, uh, middle, of the middle of the tracks. I don't know. I think so. <laughs> I think it's probably going to be like, you know, uh, I quite like when things go from one extreme to the other, where either like, you know, songs are kind of quite long and, and have multiple mm. different sort of, you know, genres kind of uh, impacting them. You can hear different stuff and, it really sort of takes you on a journey, but then at the same time, I like a two-minute brutal, yeah, you know, savage piece of music at the same time. So, um, I guess the majority of the songs will probably end up falling into one or more of those camps. And perhaps on the debut, it was a bit like, you know, I don't want to go in with songs that are too short. You don't want to go in with songs that are too long. But you know, then once you get a bit of a, you know, actually get a bit of a following, it kind of allows you to kind of let you say spread your wings and you know really push the extremes of those uh, of those, those sort of TV points of your imagination. Yeah, exactly. How about the uh, social media side of things? The important part of being in a band these days, it's not just about music. Is that something you enjoy or is it a bit of a necessary evil? Uh, I don't know, it kind of depends. I, I don't mind it. I mean, the platforms don't make it too easy sometimes. Like, mm. you know, everyone's got a Facebook page, but Facebook is bluntly refused to let you sort to anyone. So, um, unless you send them a load of cash. So, you know, I think um, Instagram's been a pretty good, uh, is a pretty good platform. It you know allows you to kind of interact with people, and um, certainly recently we've had lots of interaction with people on fans on Facebook and people taking the record and, and chatting about it, and that's been awesome. Oh, good. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's a necessary evil, I guess, right? I mean, mm. if you want people to listen to your records, you have to kind of uh, you know you need to get some, you need to put some work into it, and make you know, make some effort, and you know try and develop your your kind of fan base a little bit. So it's nice to speak to people. It's nice to um, you know, and someone comes back and just goes, Hey, you know, I love this track or mm. I love that bit of the song. I'm like, yeah, man, that's really cool. It's uh you know, it's a really um sort of uh what do you call it, like fulfilling moment when someone comes back and takes the time to either write about something or, or post about, you know, a bit of the record they like or they come back and tell you the bit of the song that they like the most. It's really um yeah, makes it all very worthwhile. Yeah, that's great to hear. Um, and last but not least, what's uh, what's going on now then with Cult Burial and leading into the future? Going back, if I take what you what you, we talked about at the start of this interview, you probably got two or three records already written, right? I don't know about two or three records, but I mean, I'm certainly <laughs> halfway through the next one. Um, I'm more than halfway through the next one, I think. But um, yeah, I think we'll probably spend a bit more time on... Uh, I mean, the first one came together pretty quickly. I got yeah. many, it was, started in February. It was completely finished by June. Um, so... You know that that's. I think that's a pretty short period to to finish a record, but um, I think the next one will take a little bit longer for a variety of different reasons. But yeah, um, yeah I mean, certainly getting into the second one, and they say you know, 
pushing what you kind of heard in the first record and maybe sort of taking it hopefully a bit further into some you know either slightly more extreme or slightly different directions no that's cool that's cool that's good good to hear um before you do go actually i wanted to ask as well uh considering uh, your disdain for live performances do you do you <laughs> perceive any future for cult burial on the stage uh i don't know mm. maybe who knows watch this space okay. right yeah, maybe let's see i let's think see. that's a completely fair answer watch this space see what happens as the months go on the completely utterly sitting on the fence that sounds good simon there you go thank you so much for your time my pleasure nice talking to you thank you very much for watching you can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as on facebook instagram twitter and tumblr Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash GBHBL as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal. What else is life for?